As always, we're going to be seeking to align it with our canon. That is the 66 books we know and love that we call the Holy Bible. Uh, and But at this point, we know for a certainty that it definitely aligns with and enhances in many ways you know, our, the scriptures we know and love. And so it's been quite a journey, quite a journey, man. That we are on chapter 106. Hallelujah. That is a lot of chapters. You know, and I'm happy to say that today is probably going to be the last day we spend on the book of Eli. Um, at least this go round. Preferably for a long time. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's been fun, you know, but you know how to say it, girl. It's a great place to visit. But I don't want to be here. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, yeah, let's, let's go to an, another new frontier, right? Mm -hmm. You know, all right, so we're going to jump into um, chapter 106. Let me have my first reader read Enoch chapter 106, verses 1 through 7, please. And after some days, my son Methuselah took a wife for his son Lamech, and she became pregnant by him and bore a son. And his body was white as snow and red as the blooming of a rose, and his hair and the hair of his head was the hair of his head and his long locks were white as wool, and his eyes were beautiful. And when he opened his eyes, he lighted up the whole house like the sun. And the whole house was very bright. And whereupon he arose in the hands of the midwife, opened his mouth, and conversed with the Adonai of righteousness. And his father, Lamech, was afraid of him, and fled and came to his father, Methuselah. And he said unto him, I have begotten a strange son, diverse from an unlike man, and resembling the sons of Elohim of heaven. And his nature is different, and he is not like us, and his eyes are the rays of the sun, and his countenance is glorious. And it seems to me that he is not sprung from me, but from the angels. And I fear that in his days a wonder may be wrought on the earth. And now, my father, I am here to petition thee and to implore thee that thou mayest go to Enoch our father and learn from him the truth, for his dwelling place is amongst the angels. Hallelujah. Now, we also have this account and um, this kind of is also found in the patriarchs. And when we went to the patriarchs, we actually, you know, went through this and we saw that it was actually a vision that Lamech had, you know. And you know, if you if you didn't know that, you may speak that this was fact. Uh, you may think from from this this rendering that it was factual, you know, but it was actually a vision or a dream, if you would. You know, and but it's a very interesting one, you know, and it spoke of it's actually, uh, of course, speaking of um, Noah, you know, and it's speaking of when he opened his eyes, he lit up the whole house like the sun, and the whole house was very bright. That was. That, that would have had, even in a dream or a vision, that, that had to be awesome to see, you know. And, you know, 
right in the hands of the midwife, he opened his mouth and started conversing with with Yah. You know, I mean, like, yeah, that, I can understand his dad being disturbed after this vision. This this would have definitely have uh, made somebody want some clarity on it. You know, and said that he resembled the sons of Elohim of heaven. Now this is interesting. You know, I just want to point this out because this is interesting. Because for in order for one to make this statement, they would have had to have seen or seen some type of um, semblance to the sons of Elohim of heaven. In order to say that they re that one resembled the sons of Elohim of heaven, they had to be familiar with this what the sons of Elohim of heaven looked like. Follow, follow, follow me on that? You know, so I like to bring that out, you know, because there's so many people that, you know, that teach the sons of Elohim were, were just simply men, you know. But Enoch is much more specific because, you know, it doesn't just call them sons of, sons of um, Elohim or sons of God, but specifically sons of Elohim of heaven. You know, and it also speaks of how their nature is different than man's. You know, and hence he says in verse 5, and his nature is different. He's not like us. And his eyes are rays of the sun, and his countenance is glorious. And it seems to me that, he's, that he has not sprung up from me, but from the angels. Again, in order to make statements like that, you have to have had some type of knowledge concerning these these, uh, these beings. And, you know, from the previous parts of uh, Enoch, as well as from uh, Genesis 6, you know, in our own Bibles, we know that this was a prevalent thing in their day and time, you know. And so he petitions his father to go to his grandfather, Enoch, to find out the truth from him, you know. In uh, the other account, he asked his wife, but he didn't believe her. You know, and I know that put a lot of tension in the household. But uh, you know, he's like, I, I got, I gotta go ask um, uh, Grandpa Enoch just to, just to make sure. You know, now also consider this. It says, "Go to our father Enoch, our father, and learn from him the truth, for his dwelling place is amongst the angels." So not only were they familiar with angelic beings being upon the earth, but they were also familiar with where they resided. Everybody still with me? Yep. You know, and this is important because, you know, the Messiah says in the last days, it shall be as in the days of Noah. And so we're learning what it was like in those days of Noah. And so I just want to call your attention to this because you see stuff, you know, in the news that's popping up, you know, as of late, you know, concerning, you know, folks from outer space, aliens, if you would, you know, and what do you call someone who comes from outer space, an alien, you know? What do you call someone who comes out of the heavens? Well, what is the heavens? The heavens is outer space. You know, 
they're talking about aliens. Yeah, they call them the messengers, the angels of heaven. You know, but what we would call them today would be aliens. For they're coming out of the heavens. They're coming out of space. You know, and I, I want you to be able to see that and make that leap because, you know, even as I shared with you just, uh, I think that was last week or the week before, you know, about, you know, the person, uh, the family in uh, Las Vegas, you know, that made the 911 call that a spaceship crashed in their backyard and they actually seen alien beings, you know, and this was a, a real 911 call. You know, and how some ring cameras in the neighborhood recorded the crash. You know, um, you know, right at the time when, uh, around the time when the, when the car was made, and so on and so forth. You know, and I've shared times like you know, uh, of years ago there was a sighting. You know, but the thing that, that's different; these things have been go going on for a long time. But they was always considered spurious. They was always played down. They was always, you know. Um, laughed at and made a hoax about but now in our day and time we're seeing they're actually putting it on the news mm -hmm. that's a whole different way of dealing with that type of information before they they make jokes out of it now they're putting it on the news now they're they're calling your attention to it well what's what's changed well why isn't it a hoax anymore why are they you know making you know, making it real news now. You know, so, you know, I just bring these things up because it tells us that as in the days of Noah, so shall it be in, in, in the times. You know, and so a lot of people let the words hang them up, you know, because, you know, angel versus a alien, you know, when you, when you get down to the where the rubber meets the road, you know, when someone comes from out of space, you know, we call them aliens, period. You know, that's that's what we refer to them as. So if you're reading the scripture about someone um, that came from outer space, likewise, you know, amen. You know, Enoch 106.8 goes on to say, And when Methuselah heard the words of his son, he came to me to the ends of the earth. Now this is Enoch, who is said to have dwelt with the angels, Right? You know, and he dwelt with the angels at the ends of the earth. And the, and the account that's given in the patriarchs is, uh, I think the word is pavarim or something like that. And it's, it means the ends of the earth. And it says, for he had heard that I was there and he cried aloud and I heard his voice and I came to him and I said unto him, behold, here am I, my son, wherefore hast thou come to me? Wherefore hast thou come to me? Why are you, why are you here? You know? Now, it's obvious from the rhetoric being used that Enoch and the angels live somewhere on earth. You know, and so this is what I want to point out, you know, because every time, you know, you, we hear about UFOs today, you know, it's, it's automatically assumed that they came, that they came from, you know, from outer space. Well... What if they did that like thousands of years ago, but they've just been here? And, you know, you may say, well, you know, what are the, uh, the, the UFOs or the spaceships that people are seeing nowadays? What if they've always been here? 
what if that's just their mode of transportation now, you know, since they're here? And it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, I want to get from one side of the planet to the other. You know, what do you expect them to do? Walk? And they have, they have ships that will carry them? They're going to use their ships, right? You know? And even in the 911 call, you know, the guy was saying how the ship, when he looked at it, it seemed to be cloaked. You know, it was real fuzzy, you know, to his eyes, and it seemed to, you know, to be have some type of cloak upon it. You know, so, you know, just point being is like this is not new stuff that we're hearing about in our news feeds today. This is actually very old stuff that scripture been speaking about, you know, but they hid half of the ones that spoke about it, and the other half they discredited. You know, like what we read about is in scripture in Genesis and in, and and elsewhere, you know, in scripture is it was always played down, you know, and you know, as if it was talking about anything but that. Anything but, you know, extraterrestrial beings. You know, but it's clear here in the book of Enoch that's exactly what's being spoken of. And it says that Enoch lived with them and they lived in the ends of the earth. You know, so it's obvious from the rhetoric that's being presented that Enoch and the angels lived somewhere on the earth, which was separate and distinct from the rest of humanity. Hence, you know, um, the questioning about why did you come here? You know, it's also apparent that whatever this place was, that it was off limits to the rest of humanity. You know, hence, was that the ends of the earth, you know, uh, don't nobody live on the ends of the earth. Could this be yet another reason these writings um, of Enoch were done away with? You know, they went through a lot of trouble to discredit and, and uh, uh, the book of Enoch only to have it proven to to be so by the Dead Sea Scrolls, you know, or we should say proven to be so by Yah who revealed the Dead Sea Scrolls in the time that he did. You know, where did Enoch reside? Could this place still exist today? We're told that this place is found at the ends of the earth. Was that just a name or was it literal? Where are the ends of the earth today? Anyone? Antarctica. Antarctica, absolutely. You know, the poles. The poles are the ends of the earth, the North Pole and the South Pole. Well, the North Pole is just water. You know, well, it's frozen water, it's ice. But the South Pole actually does have land. You know, we have over in Antarctica. Now, it's interesting that the ends of the earth is still forbidden to humanity even today. There's parts of the North Pole that you know you can't go to now you can go to one north pole but you'll have trouble going to the other yeah there's two north poles go figure one is magnetic north and the other one is true north you know and there's areas around there that are forbidden can't even fly over you know on these ends of the earth likewise in antarctica you know can't go there you know, now, this is a picture of Antarctica, you know, from one of the satellites way, way up in the, in the sky, you know. And so they, they ask this question, is this a crashed UFO? What is this? What made this slit in the snow? Now, remember, this is from, this is from 
the uh, satellites. Something had to make that slit in the snow. You know, it didn't just come out of nowhere, right? Something made it. And, and this is a picture from a satellite. This is pretty high up. And so you can tell this is a big slit, you know. But something made that, you know. Um, and this is a flat, no fly zone over in Antarctica. Now, <coughs> also, this is a, a, a close up of that slit. Now, what you have here, they're covered with snow, but these are tanks. Why are tanks positioned against that slit? You know, they're not telling us everything. They're keeping some stuff from us. This is another picture it's taken from Antarctica. What does that look like? <coughs> you may say, well, it looks like a mountain. Yeah, but it also looks like something else. Let's see if we can get a better picture. Yeah, why is this thing jumping on its own? Because you're telling the truth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's that from spirits again, huh? You know, but yeah. Now, how about from this, uh, from this angle? What does that look like? Pyramid. Pyramid, absolutely. In fact, if I didn't know no better, I would say it even looked like the Great Pyramid. You know how the Great Pyramid has the little pyramid in front of it? Well, don't that look like a smaller pyramid right in front of it? Now, of course, we can't see. We'll never be able to go to Antarctica. They'll never let us explore it, you know, and it's not like it's going to get warm enough to melt it so that we can get a clear depiction. Nevertheless, it doesn't take a, 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 a a large stretch of the imagination whatsoever to see that this is a pyramid. You know, look how flat those sides are. You know, and how how um, the peak is. You know, and you can especially see on this side, see how straight that line is? Yeah. Now it's also interesting to note in a world of ours today wherein Man can't agree on anything. They all agreed on one thing. You know, all these countries would represent over 80% of the countries of, of the world. They all agreed to make a treaty called the Antarctic Treaty. You know, and they made Antarctica a natural reserve devoted to peace and science. Now, they don't have peace nowhere else, but it's peace in the Antarctic. The Antarctic Treaty manages the region's wildlife. Mining is forbidden. The treaty runs indefinitely. 44 countries have accepted, accepted the Antarctic Treaty, 80% of the world's population. All 44 countries have to agree to treaty revision. So in other words, this is a treaty that's to last forever. And forever, nobody is supposed to go to Antarctic. Nobody is to mess with nothing up there, period. You know, and... This is in for how long? Indefinitely. You know, so I just say that because, you know, Enoch may still be up there, you know. We, you know, somebody may need to go check him out at some point, you know, on at the ends of the earth. Let me have my next reader read um, Enoch 106, 9 through 12.
And he answered and said, because of the great cause of anxiety, that's not anxiety. Yeah. 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 Because of anxiety, have I come there, come to thee. And because of the disturbing vision have I approached. And now my father hear me unto Lamech, my son, there has been born a son, the like of whom there is none. And his nature and color is his body is whiter than snow and redder than the bloom of a rose. And the hair of his head is whiter than the white wool. And his eyes are like the rays of the sun. And he opened his eyes and thereupon lightened up the whole house. And he arose in the hands of the midwife and opened his mouth and blessed the, the Adoniah of heaven. And his father, Lamech, became afraid and fled to me and did not believe that he was spurned from him, but that he was in the likeness of the angels of heaven. And behold, I have come to thee that thou mayest make known to me the truth. Hallelujah. So, now take note that he does acknowledge, he says, because of the disturbing vision have I approached. You know, and he, he speaks about uh, it being a great cause of anxiety. You know, in other words, you know, hey, you know, my son's stressing me out about this. You know, I had to, I had to come see you. I need some answers. You know, and uh, yeah, and so this is this is why I go. I thought I had a couple of passages up under there, but uh, verses thirteen through fifteen. My next reader, please. And I, Enoch, answered and said unto him that Adonai will do a new thing on the earth. And this have I already seen in the vision and made known to thee in the generation of my father, Jared, some of the angels of the heaven transgressed the word of Adonai. And behold, they commit sin and transgress the law and have united themselves with women and commit sin with them and have married them and have begot children by them. And they shall produce on the earth giants, not according to the spirit, but according to the flesh. And there shall be a great punishment on the earth, and the earth shall be cleansed from all impurity. Hallelujah. Okay, so here it is. We have Enoch saying, look, the Adonai is going to do a new thing. You know, he already saw the vision, you know, and he says the angels of heaven has transgressed the word of the word of the Adonai. Who's the word? Yahushua. Yahushua, our Messiah, our King. They transgressed his word. And it says they committed sin and transgressed the law. You know, the law was even back then, right? Mm -hmm. And have united themselves with women and commit sin with them and have married some of them and have begotten children by them and they should produce on earth giants not according to the spirit but according to the flesh. So this is what Enoch was telling his, his son, Methuselah, you know, and lo and behold, it came to pass. When we read in Luke 17, 26-28, our Messiah Yahshua also speaks to this. He says, and as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married, they were given in marriage. 
Who is the they? He's talking about the angels. Those angels of heaven that had transgressed his word. He said they did eat, they drank, they married, they were given in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, also, as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built it. They built it. What did they build? Now, surely if they built something, we should have some evidence that they was here and some evidence of some things that they built, right? Well, is there anything like that found on the planet? There's absolutely are. Now this is from the ruins of Peru. Now, mind you, these are ancient ruins. Date back to biblical times. Now I want you to understand something. Man today can't replicate this. No matter how hard they they try. Man today cannot replicate this. To precision and accuracy of how these stones are joined together cannot be replicated even now today. Our cranes, our strongest cranes, can't pick up rocks this big. So how did prehistoric man do it? Or maybe prehistoric man didn't build it. Here's another picture of the same same uh, same place. You know, again, you know, man couldn't do this today. And this is yet another picture. Look how huge this stone is. And look how precisely these other stones are laid therein. You know, to an engineer, these type of things just pop right out. You know, uh, it was it's kind of like uh, uh, I was speaking to Brother John, who's a master plumber, and he was telling me like when he go places, he just you know things, you know, concerning structure just jump out at him. Because that's what he does. He looks for, you know, imperfections in the, in the structure. You know, so so someone who does building or this sort of thing, this would immediately pop out like, how in the world did they do this? Like, this is next to impossible. You know, but here it is. And we can't replicate it today. What about this, this here? This is a different place. This is in, uh, this is Petra, Jordan. They carved this right out the mountain. You know, but I want you to see this man right here. See this man? And that's another guy that's sitting down. See how little they are? Why did this door need to be this large? That's what you have to ask yourself. Why in the world would, would you have to make a door that large? Now, 
Not to mention how big this building is. Look how large the windows are. You know, it's almost like what we would call giant size. Hmm. I'm just saying. These have been there forever. They never even knew they were there until they was able to fly. But once they were able to fly, they began to see all these drawings drawn right into the land. Down on the earth, you can't even recognize them. You, you know, you can't even, you, you can't even see them. Who was high enough to be able to appreciate these, these type of art drawings? How could, how could man have done this? You know, could it be scripture is true? <coughs> could it be that, you know, something else made him? You know, and I hear the, the um, pyramids of Egypt. They can't replicate this either. You know, again, the stones are too large and too heavy for any crane that we have on the planet right now to hoist. They still can't be replicated. You know, so if we can't do it now, how did they do it back then? And we're supposed to be smarter, right? We're supposed to be getting smarter as we go along, not dumber, right? So if we could do it back then, how come we can't do it now? And this is, of course, Stonehenge. You know, again, they, they can't move these stones. You know, it's a testament to somebody's great ingenuity. Come on, Claire. Here's yet another site. You know, and to have been built so precisely and so accurately that they stand the test of time. All of these structures are thousands of years old. You know, so here's another page. Then you have the statues of Easter Island. You know, for the longest, this is what they what they saw when they came up on the island. What they didn't know is that the heads actually had bodies. Mm. It's just over the course of time they got covered up with earth, and but all the heads actually actually have has bodies. And you can see how they unearthed it, how much uh, lighter the stone is from the part that was sticking up. Look how huge these things are. 
yeah, man, I can't, we can't do it today, but, you know, but they they look at this and they tell you that, you know, they tell you that primitive man made these things. You know, the same guy that was, you know, trying to make a circle, trying to make a, make a wheel out of a, out of a square. Please understand. This stuff doesn't align up with scripture and it doesn't align with common sense. You know, as far advanced as we are today, if we can't do it today, then who or whom or what did it back then? Say lie. Let me have my next reader read Enoch 106, 16 through 19. Yet there shall come a great destruction over the whole earth, and there shall be a deluge and a great destruction for a one year. And this son who has been born unto you shall be left on the earth, and his three children shall be saved with him when all mankind that are on the earth shall die. He and his sons shall be saved. And now make known to thy son Lamech that he, that he who has been born in truth his son and call his name Noah for he shall be left to you and he and his sons shall be saved from the destruction who shall come upon the earth on account of all the sin and all the unrighteousness which shall be consummated on the earth in his days. And after that shall still come more unrighteousness than that which was first consummated on the earth, on the earth. For I know the mysteries of the holy ones. For he, the Adonai, has showed me and informed me, and I have read them in the heavenly tablets. Hallelujah. Now keep in mind that Enoch was the seventh from Adam. You know, and this was prophecy when he revealed this. You know, he was saying that a great destruction is going to come over the whole earth and that there will be a deluge and a great destruction for one year. You know, and this son who has been born unto you shall be left on the earth and his three children. This was before this happened. He was prophesying. You know, he was telling what was going to happen before it even happened. You know, and he told him even what to name the kid. Name him Noah. You know, and he even told how many children he would have. Three children. And when we look in Genesis, we see exactly what he said came to pass. Let me have my next reader read Genesis 6, 1 through 8. And it came to pass when the men began to multiply on the face of the earth, the daughters were born unto them, that the sons of Elohim saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And he was said, My spirit shall not strive always with man, for that he also is flesh. Yet his day shall be a hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of Elohim came in unto the daughters of men, and they bore children to them. The same, mighty, the same became mighty men which were of old, men of renown. And Yahuwah saw that the 
wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart were only evil continually. And it repented Yahuwah that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And Yahuwah said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for repented me that I have made them. Now Noah found grace in the eyes of Yahuwah. Hallelujah. All right, so we see everything that Enoch said actually came to pass, you know, and we see here in Genesis 2, it speaks that the sons of Elohim saw the daughters of men and took them wives. And now we know that these sons of Elohim, these sons of, were, were the sons of Elohim of heaven, you know, and that there was giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, it says, you know, which is precisely what we read about in scripture, you know, and the sons of Elohim, they bear them children and they became giants just like what we read in the book of Enoch. And Yah truly did decide to destroy the earth, but Noah found grace in his eyes and he would spare Noah and his three sons, just like Enoch said. You know, so I pray that you can see it, that what Enoch says aligns perfectly with what we find in, in our canon, you know, in our measuring stick. You know, so we're going to stop right here. It looks like we're going to have one more week of Enoch. So oh, yeah. I pray it was a blessing to you. But yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. We'll stop right here. So.